0: Beardy and the Beast Media Club. Ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. This is Placeholder intro song. Thank you for joining us at the Beardy and the Beast Media Club. A full spoiler podcast into a piece of media. We won't check out of these spoilers like hotels or existing relationships. If you enjoy what we do, give a like or a share. And join the discussion in the comments or at our Discord. My name is Drew, and joining us in this cramped elevator, Devin.
1: Man, it is cramped. At least I'm taller than everyone.
0: (laughs) Today we'll be discussing 2003's comedy-drama, Lost in Translation. So Devin, was this piece best hearts, or did it leave you feeling sansori?
1: Man, I do appreciate you coming up with these puns. That's the reason why you do these intros and not me. <laughs> um, this is probably one of my favorite movies, That's and so <laughs> and I figured that that might be where you went with it. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, like I.
0: I know the things that you like and the media that you like and this it's just I don't get it. <laughs> so maybe through this you can explain it to me because like I know I know that you were a study of Lost in Translation. <laughs>
1: wow. Um uh, it it's definitely been a while since I've watched it, but um like rewatching it and I I don't know, I, it's very understated. You know, it, it's definitely not the most action-y it, it, in any way. But I find that the they do so well at setting up the isolation, the reasons for, for um, both Charlotte and um, Bob's isolations, even though they're different goes very well at setting them up and the emotions that come across through their interactions always feels very strong to me Uh, and gives a lot of meaning within that so through its understatedness it has a lot of impact
0: and I think I think from my point of view that was aside from like a few Few of the more humorous segments, that's the only positive that I really mm-hmm. saw in this film, and it's the one thing that I noticed almost immediately was showcasing the isolation of the two, and then contrasting them towards each other. Yeah, like uh, and like even like revisiting scenes from the different per- perspectives, like the cab scene, mm-hmm. whereas. I don't even know the name of the name of the characters. Whereas Bob Harris, Bill Murray, was in the cab and looking at the scrolling, like busy cityscape. It felt like he was alone, and it was caging him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they revisit that with ScarJo, Scarlett didn't even know her name. <laughs> Just like <laughs> trapped in their, um the actor and actress. Um, that's, that same isolation was there, but the city itself wasn't aging for her. Instead, it mm-hmm. looked like something that she wanted to experience, but um, she was being stopped in a way
1: of experiencing it how she wanted to. Yeah, and like, I think they did that very well. So the the way that I looked at it is they were both very... Isolated for for different reasons, like Bob's character almost wanted to be isolated a bit. Mm -hmm. Like like he very much had that I want to be alone. I'm doing this to get away from my wife for a bit, Um, and and you kind of see that in the way he interacts with people around him. Whereas Charlotte was lonely. So one was alone. The other was lonely. Mm-hmm. And I think you see that in a lot of the scenes with with Charlotte, where she clearly wanted to experience it. She, she was going, like, where I watch her going in the film when she's by herself are the places that I would want to go if I was in Japan to experience it, I would love to see one of those larger arcades. Um, Love to go to Kyoto, go to the shrines. Um, And she was very much trying to experience that, but the loneliness kicked in. And I think that's why you get her saying she went to the shrine and didn't feel anything. Uh, And I think they painted that very well.
0: It's another comparison that I did enjoy. um, Comparing Bob's interactions with the, like, um, Japanese culture versus Charlotte's. So Bob Mm -hmm. was inconvenienced, and it didn't seem to mesh, and didn't seem to be something he was enjoying. Whereas on the other (laughs) side, you had Charlotte, who was interested, and in some cases, I wouldn't say enamored, but she was... Like she was feeling something through it.
1: mm mm-hmm. Or she wanted to experience something through it at the at the very least. Um even if she didn't quite understand it, like the flower setting, for example. Right. She just goes in and just kind of participates. Well
0: it seemed like she was like interested and she was there. Yeah. She was experiencing it and she was she like she wanted to. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I think if you put Bob in that same circumstance, it would have seemed more of a chore to him. Yeah. So just like kind of a story of two, I wouldn't call them parallel lives because the reason for their experiences and the reason for their loneliness were completely different. Yeah. So similar, I guess you could say. Two, two people on a similar point at a time coincidentally meeting each other.
1: Yeah. And, and there's something about that that felt very natural to me. Mm. And, and I think that's part of it, too. Apparently a lot of the dialogue was, was ad-libbed between them. Which is hilarious the general because
0: ideas. There, there was a, an award for best writing yeah (laughs) so like how much is that campaigning and chilling the award Mm. (laughs) because i have no problem with the dialogue yeah and in fact some of my favorite parts of the the piece were from the like the obvious ad-libbed dialogue Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like the waiting room scene in the hospital and during the centauriad yeah you you could see the actors around them like struggling to hold in their laughter and yeah. they just like leave these scenes in and that got me yeah. laughing like the the old man dressed like dressed like a hoodlum just yeah. like making random noo- noises and whatnot and like saying things and obviously does not understand there's these two yeah. ladies behind him and they like it's obvious they're just supposed trying. to look like sad or concerned but they can't not laugh yeah And then there was the people in the background at the Centauri ad.
1: Yeah. I mean, even again, that's honestly something. Like, I honestly think that's somewhat natural, too. And you're going to, you're in a situation like that, and just this seems so absurd. Right. Even even as a, if you were just a, if you were part of the background and you see that, I can Mm. see that getting a chuckle.
0: No. If if I thought there was any type of intention behind it,
1: hmm.
0: I, I'd give it to you, but it's it's clear it's just like, hmm. I don't know this for certain, but I bet you that that old man is probably like a Japanese comedian, somebody who's, so. Mm, could be. Um, could be. Having that interaction. Like, I, I don't, I don't think the director went, okay, you in the background, like, start.
1: No, they, and, and I saw they didn't do that, but I don't disagree with them necessarily having to reshoot it because it was happening.
0: I guess. I don't know. Right. like it, it, It's I, I a talk. minor.
1: Kind of
0: yeah, like, it's, it's just one of the funny moments that I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: One of the scenes that I actually really liked with just the natural dialogue was um, the scene with where Bob and Charlotte just kind of talk while falling asleep, mm. like just that sleepy conversation. It's like I remember having sleepy conversations like that, where it's just you might say a word or two and just mm. drifting off. Like it's stuff like that that make me really enjoy the film.
0: I just I, f- I felt like it was the awkwardness that you would expect to go away after they had you know communicated and ha- started having experiences, and the dialogue like it never stopped. It remained being that kind of first interaction awkwardness. There's something missing there. From
1: we gotta remember, it's only the the entire film one takes place in a couple of days.
0: Yeah, but it had that um, first conversation. The thing that mm-hmm. snuck up on me and left a distaste in my mouth, mouth was the, started after the lounge lounge singer, um, after Bill Murray had slept with the lounge singer, which, I mean, given his character, I'm like, okay, whatever. He yeah. does that. But the fact that it seemed to come out of nowhere that um, Charlotte was all of a sudden like, jealous and making comments indicating like a why not me kind of situation and i'm like there was nothing that was omitted during this entire movie to me that there was any type of romance subplot
1: and i definitely agree with that i think i wonder if some of that is that um just one character reading it one way and the other Reading it completely different, like she was clearly oh, it's not enamored, but I could see where she might misread it, especially where she's feeling so isolated from her husband, and just finding that meaning and putting too much into that meaning is kind of how I read that,
0: yeah, that's reading pretty deep uh, into it, and i I mean like i I can see where that comes from. I'm just like I would have if that wasn't there this this movie would have went from like eh to you know what that was all right like yeah. that would have increased the quality if there was uh, no kisses no suggestion of the possible romance because what I saw it was two lonely hearts in like a budding great friendship I think mm-hmm. that would have been a much more solid movie like the the romance subplot came so out of nowhere for me that felt included because you have to have something like that inside.
1: Yeah, so from what I understand of the film, like I mean the, the kind of like super awkward kissing goodbye in the elevator. That I'm not I'm not sure how that one fit in. I know the kiss at the end was ad libbed. I don't necessarily think. I don't know if that added or.
0: Individually a great scene. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: in the context of the movie. Yeah. I just, I detested it. I didn't think it had a place.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that I agree with. It's kind of the awkward kiss thing, I think, didn't bother me too much because now they're both like, okay, well, maybe there is some feelings here. Let's test it out. And I thought that awkwardness kind of showed that no, it doesn't. work like that that, that's how i read that part see if that
0: if that was a third of the way through the movie
1: Hmm.
0: awkward kiss to a like nah, and then it continued as was i actually probably would have given lots of one Hmm. but it's just like it didn't feel forced it just didn't feel like it was
1: yeah well here's a, a i'm not sure if this adjusts that a little bit if it was a third of the way through the movie, like you're saying, that would be when they just like literally just met. Like they don't talk for the first third of the film. Okay.
0: Well, you know what? You know what I mean though?
1: Like yeah. Yeah.
0: somewhere in the like introduction before the the midpoint, there's yeah. like a, is there a romance thing here? I I wouldn't say I was completely absorbed in the film, but the parts that I was finding like attractive in the piece and that were drawing me in was um what we discussed already and both agreed upon which yeah. was like the two lonely hearts yeah. and the converging of them essentially mm-hmm. finding like a like a part of your soul as your what at a point in time yeah and i wish they had like stuck to that
1: mm. as
0: opposed to like trying to like weirdly complicated with the, like a romance thing that just like didn't jive with me.
1: Yeah. So I got two points that I'm going to spring off from that. Um, One is in complete agreement with you. Um, I think it's very important to be able to portray that, that type of bond where it's, is it definitely part of your soul? Definitely someone that, needs to be in your life but that doesn't need to be romantic mm-hmm. Um, like the, the best friends right exactly. like, like uh, I look at that type of relationships like I know what, gonna you know praise you for a sec like well, you're someone that I want <laughs> well you're someone that's important like we we play off well off each other we build each other up right like and that's that strong that strong friendship that they could have left it there. Mm. Part of the, the random romance part, I, I think, cause this was somewhat autobi- autobiographical mm. for um, Sophia Coppola with Charlotte and John, was it? Um, yeah. John um, representing her and Spike Jones. Mm. So like the, the breaking apart, like that interaction between those two characters was supposed to be for them. And it makes me wonder is like, okay, did was this some sort of catalyst that she had that that caused them to split apart? And that's why it was there, even though it wasn't necessarily the main focus, it was definitely part of what happened. And and could be added in the film because of that may have well been a spontaneous type thing. Um, As you said, there's not a romantic subplot, but what if it's because let's say Charlotte didn't see it as that way either until she saw Bob sleeping with, with the Latin singer and that sparked something in her.
0: Oh, to be like, Oh, is this a possibility? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just, I mean, it might not have ever
0: been there before. From like a psychological standpoint. I mm. I could see that being a potential. But yeah. then again, like applying applying a hypothetical to a character's motivate motivations, like I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's close enough to be a gimme. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird that, it's weird this movie, because like the things that it does well, it does exceedingly well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think Everything in my point of view it falls short. Um it's like having Charlotte, a mediocrely written character with questionable motivations being expressed so well, you gotta you gotta give that to Scarjo's acting. Mm-hmm. Because if we if we break this down, we have a dude who's super busy working has to like constantly work when they're out of like visiting out a country to get things done. Of course he doesn't have time and she's sitting here or she like needs attention, but we have this Ivy league philosophy student who's going like, pay attention to me. Like, don't go to work right now. do. Like yeah. the actual situations when you write it down on paper compared to that, that guy Come off as um, like self-centered and hoity. However, because of the great acting, you got that loneliness. Mm-hmm. Like you can even put aside like the weird motivations of how the character was written because they were expressed so well. Yeah. Like she was definitely like Scarjo was definitely the right choice for Charlotte. And I yes. definitely give Bill Murray, like, I love when comedians act serious. I don't think there's many actors or actresses, like even, you know, over the last, like, 30 years that you could put in a room and say, you know, we're going to film you for 30 minutes, act as lonely as possible without crying, and yeah. have them be able to pull it off. Because you could see yeah. it in every, like, every little gaze and everything. Yeah. If, if we if we compare the motivations and, like, the structure on pa- um, paper to Bob... Self-imposed loneliness, like mm-hmm. the way that that was structured, seemed a lot more concrete and made more sense from an outside look. Yeah. Now I know that I'm discounting like internal emotions when it comes to Charlotte, and that's where ScarJo's mm-hmm. expression remains supreme. Because you know how it's one thing like I can I can tell you something, and you'll express something back, but I don't know what your internal emotions are. So, yeah, like I'm fine can mean I'm totally not fine, and also mean like yeah, I'm pretty okay, don't yeah, worry about it, so we don't see those interactions when it comes to how Charlotte is, like everything of that level is expressed through the acting, hmm and this is like, I mean, I love ScarJo. I think she's a great yeah. actress,
1: oh, completely one thing I think that from what i'm picking for you we really didn't like it it's funnily enough one of the things that i normally bring in a lot more mm. is just the the plot the way the pieces are moving scene to scene mm-hmm. and, and um i'm picking up that like that's where you're finding the weakness in the film overall yes and i think this is where this is What I love this movie is, even though I know that's there, I never saw this as a movie about the plot. To me, the movie's always been about the emotion. Mm. And because that's expressed so well in these basically, you know, vignettes, essentially. We're just seeing these people through these snippets over the course of a week. And all of that is done so well that... Even though the storyline isn't the best, I found the emotional storyline was solid, mm-hmm. and and that's what I think draws me to it. Because all I all I need to do is get absorbed in the emotions of it, and it let you appreciate. And that's part of what makes me appreciate the humor. Uh, I almost see it more as um, an existential movie. And I mean, even though it's a Coppola that did this, it's still Considered indie, an indie film. It's got that very indie feel. See,
0: and this this is where okay. it's um. This this is one of the pieces where it doesn't um. It's not cohesive to me, because mm-hmm. that indie f- film though was great at expression expressing the emotions and loneliness. I like. I'll fully give you that. Um, yeah. It also. The the fact that it lost track of its point story-wise, going from like this like weird lonely together friendship into like this weird romance thing that though it was a very tiny part of the film was so awkward that it's just like this glaring lighthouse in the dark. Right? Um mm. the fact that it didn't just go with that original have it be about that is what's very surprising to me. Mm. So like it's it's kinda like Ten points to Gryffindor, minus ten points from Hufflepuff here, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it, like it's the only thing that's keeping it afloat is the like the the
1: emotions. Yeah. Huh. Oh, and that's and that's fair, and yeah, it's just, as I said, it's one of those weird ones where, yeah, I could kind of throw away the rest of that because. I just got lost in the emotion of it mm-hmm. all right, and just that I think I wrote down it's like finding meaning in finding meaning in that loneliness, yeah, and finding meaning with with someone else there
0: I'm wondering also like if there's like a an emotional resonance based on say when you first watch this, that's kind of lingering like. If I watch this, say, two years ago in the, mm. like the middle lockdowns where I can't see family, I can't see friends, all it is is, you know, uh, you're in video games or whatever and that's all I have. Like, would I see this movie from a different light? Mm. And I think that's very possible. Yeah. Like, having that resonance. But... This being my first watch, like I didn't have any tears of that, mm. so I think I think that's where the weakness lies. Without it being kind of shaded by emotional reference or identification to the film, right? All I see is where it fails or where um, I get caught up on little things, the the kitty bracelets of the film
1: yeah Um, well and that's that's an interesting point too because like the situation times one thing but also watching it knowing you're going to be reviewing it is that also does Mm -hmm. that also take away from that too because we talked about that with with other movies where it's like i can't remember which one it's just listening to all of them but we where we said it's like oh yeah i'm reviewing this and i can tell it's changing how i'm watching it a little bit Mm -hmm.
0: i don't know i like this is the first film where i was actually bored at a point Mm -hmm. and i mean okay we've we've definitely watched some like longer films less eventful films when it came to like an overarching i mean i guess i mean earwig Absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> um, but I like I had that moment. I was just like sitting there, staring at the phone, and I'm like, you know what? I'm actually bored right now. Mm. Um, and I think that was right around because there's a there's a lull in the emotion. Yeah, about two thirds of the way mm. during that. And it's probably where you would normally see like a, cl- a climax in the film. Yeah, it's interesting that there didn't seem to be a peak like that. More of like a drawn out plateau of the two lone, like the two people being lonely together. Yeah. Which thematically, like I really like that concept. Just don't like how it was expressed during like
1: the final act. I guess you could say. Yeah. Oh, then that—that's definitely yeah. fair. Just trying to think. So that would be. So I'm just trying to think of the that's in the film. That'd be just before. I slept with the Lounge Singer, I'm guessing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I. there's just like.
0: There's a, there's a section like I'd feel bad. Like if you would go and watch this again in the future and be like, oh, I see. witchers, like I hope I'm the weird one out. Hmm. I saw the like the audience scores of this and it's quite well loved. Yeah. And I'm sitting here so, and I'm uh, like uh, I hope I'm the crazy one.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to place I'm trying to place exact times. I'm wondering if it's part of the emotional story that didn't mm. resonate and felt for it. Because again, we're not looking at a plot to keep us interested. Right? It's it's literally the emotion. So if we get into this this spot where that's falling apart for you or something. I could see that. Or you're not connecting to that emotional storytelling. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if that's what, what essentially pulled you out.
0: I think that might be where like, so the, the conflict in the emotional storyline is the, is this wonky romance thing. Mm. So it essentially comes like, oh no, why, why, and it, it's like a 30 second conflict. It's like, oh, why not me have this awkward lunch? And then there's a fire alarm and it's like, it's okay. as It's going to get like, it's, it's weirdly structured that way. So I'm, I guess like kind of putting it together, sleeping with the lounge though I'm not surprised the character would do it. I didn't see into the film at all, except to bring in, the emotional conflict which i don't like anyways
1: yeah well again i think that's that's feeling slightly differently so let me let me step back for a second kind mm. of going ar- around this point here so you've already talked about how they they stay awkward throughout mm. um, i think there's a few reasons around the awkwardness as as i'm like the time gating suggestion definitely. makes
0: sense
1: for me. Yeah. 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 So we've got the time gating. We've got the age difference. We've got like a lot of their interaction or a good chunk of their interaction before wasn't them directly interacting. It was, you know, Bob going with Charlotte to her friends. So you kind of get that isolation, that awkwardness around that again.
0: See, and not to derail this, but that was a that was a series of good scenes that showed the like alone together. Yeah, he's there and he's participating, but he's still alone.
1: Yeah, um, it, but through that, you still had. You still had. Um, Charlotte, even though it wasn't explicitly stated, there was something there. You kind of see in the way that she was. She would glance at him, like in the karaoke scene. Uh, It is one spot that I noticed where it's like, kind of like she's paying a little more attention than I'd expect for just friends. It's very subtle. Um, They don't say anything, of course, which leads to. You know, they they have, they essentially, you know, air quotes, sleep, they sleep in the same bed.
0: <laughs> well, that's like the, it's like Dawson's Creek, like, we're just friends moment to me. And like, my view might yeah. be uh, painted by the Dawson's Creek, like, wouldn't it be weird if we had sex
1: conversation? Um Yeah. And I think that's what, so we go from there. So we, we see that obviously there's that comfort there to the next emotional beat being him sleeping with the the lounge singer. And I've seen this in real life where it's like, Oh, you see someone's attracted to someone else. And now all of a sudden you realize how attracted you were to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get that awkward argument over lunch right into the, okay, let's see if there's something here. Clearly there wasn't. I just, and,
0: I do like the right? inverse of that, which is uh, the, um, I don't want to be with you, but I don't want anyone else to be with you either. Yeah. Like that weird paradigm. I just wanted to throw that out. Um, yeah. That's, that's also a fun paradigm to play with in film.
1: Yeah. And, and like most of that there it's. So, so following that as the emotional storyline, the only part that really, Breaks that for me is again that kiss at the end because all of the awkwardness was gone there, Mm. and that was the issue. But again, great scene
0: out of context, out of context, yes,
1: out of context. And like, I almost wonder if if there was no kiss and there was just kind of the hug and the the bit of a whisper that you see, and just left it there, um, would the awkward romance have? left as bad a taste in your mouth i would just like if,
0: if we we're if we we're to throw this on the um smallest change as possible
1: mm-hmm.
0: say sleep with or kiss earlier or just remove that elevator scene
1: yeah
0: um i was hoping the conflict would end up coming like it's 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 obvious that Charlotte wants to be with John, but they are apart. I think a lot of it has to do with his overdedication dedication to her, his job and her codependency issues. I was hoping that the emotional conflict would end up being that John finds out about Bob, misassumes mis- the nature of the relationship. Because there was a lot of conversations during this where Charlotte seemed to be inquiring how to make things work and how things should be or what she can do in her relationship. It's just like this, these weird emotional beats and this, this is why I open it. Like
1: I don't get it. So this is where I see that. So I see the emotional conflict or I picked up on a different emotional conflict than you, like kind of like it's very similar to what you're saying there Mm -hmm. with the, with the, Clearly, Charlotte wants to be with John. I'm going to change that slightly. Charlotte wants to be with past John. I'd counter that. She's she's talking, she talks about, even one of the first scenes, she talks about how this isn't the person i married with. He's using hair products and, and doing all of this stuff.
0: I guess, like, I'd like to expand upon that. Not just past John, but the, like, the idea of John. Yes. Um, which she has as the paramount, paramount identity of John in her head. Not exactly mm-hmm. the past, but definitely not. Yes. It's technically what you're saying, but more
1: expressive. Yeah. More all-encompassing. Yeah.
0: I just... I can see all the reasons why you would love this movie. And
1: mm-hmm. Don't get it? <laughs> no, <And>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, it's... And- I,
0: I think my problem is... It's, like, it's not... It's definitely not the little hours paradigm. Yeah. um, But this... This is more of a case of, like, having everything and just not having it work specifically. I just, like, I get why people would love this movie. Mm-hmm. I get why the score is high. I get why it would... Well... I mean, I think reward shows are a joke, except for the Batby Awards. (laughs) Um, And I definitely like if if I were to put on my like my dev shaded glasses, I could definitely see like a point in time this would just resonate so well. Telling you, not I'm not going to Scarborough Fair.
1: yeah that's fair <laughs> and, and you know it, it, it's funny it's like as I was as I was rewatching it, I'm kind of like oh yeah no this is not going to be <laughs> like what you're saying is almost exactly what I figured <laughs> I figured this would actually hit with you
0: well obviously uh, <laughs> like caveman drew needs spooderman where's spooderman <laughs> swing in he fight crime
1: <laughs> yeah it's I, I don't and it's funny because like none of the stuff you're saying I can really disagree with it's just doesn't well that's entered my head about it right It's.
0: well that's the thing like this this actually goes fully back to what you were saying earlier like experiencing because you don't, you don't watch an emotional experience an emotional Sorry.
1: yeah
0: um so we had two completely different viewing of the exact same film because you were experiencing the emotional storyline where I was sitting here going like, you know, that's cool. Oh, that's funny. Um, I enjoy this part. It's like weird that there's a stripper scene here. Uh, okay, I'm I'm done. Yeah. Like, on, on the upside, I wasn't glad that it was over. I was just like... It's kind of, it was, it was an adequate meal. Yeah. Build something, (laughs) but, um, I think narrowing it down to the elevator scene is probably the most accurate thing. Because had it just cut out that end, especially when the emotional conflict had resolved and they had gone back to, um, more of the, like the friendship, um, lonely together aspect. Yeah. The entire film would be about the incidental meeting of two lonely, people. but instead it ended up being about finding something and leaving a piece of something, hmm. is the way I view it. So it's just like, I mean, thematically,
1: oh, yeah. it was off putting that way. Hmm. I mean, they straight up say that they, they straight up do you say that they found something and left something in Japan? Like there's that line about let's never come back to Japan again. It'll never be the same. It'll never be as much fun, right? So, completely agree that that's there. As I said I, yeah, for me it's the final kiss, not the awkward ones, because well, sure, whatever. Test the waters didn't work. Um,
0: Wait, was hmm. was there another kiss? The,
1: the kiss the two right ele- at the end of the film.
0: There's two elevator. Kiss. Wasn't it just a hug? No. Should have been I mean, it definitely should have just been a hawk, no, no, they kiss it's it's like four four five six get on that damn plane, <laughs> yeah,
1: like that's that's really, yeah, that's the part that made it worse for me, um. It was just funny because someone else I was, wat- like, was watching the film with was someone else, and they're like, oh, I'm so glad they did that. I'm like, you're wrong, but yeah, you're a, I get <laughs> it. You're wrong and you're a bad person. No, you're, no, I can't can't say they're a bad person. I can <laughs> I dislike everyone. But you can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, oh, I think... I think some of it, too, is like... I don't know. We keep going back to this. Clearly, I'm the 17 year old girl, because um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I felt I don't know, felt a connection with the way Garjo was, like with her character um, throughout this. Like I, I've,
0: like you were able to like project upon.
1: Yeah, like I, I've I've been that person who is lonely in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Right, even though you're surrounded by friends, you're just kind of like, I. None of this conversation means anything. hmm. Right, like, like I loved that with the the rapper going on describing what he's gonna do just like, see what it means. Like, no, just that dead pen. No one leaves. Like, I connect it there. See, see uh,
0: and that scene specifically, and this is what bugged me about the writing of the character, goes back to the conversation she had with John, where John called her out for like, why do you got to be sarcastic about everything and talk down? Mm. So that's like, gave me this weird, like, Oh, she's like a Ivy league, uh, you know, philosophy student that just looks down upon the people around her. Like there was this weird, um, but I get what you're saying. Like when it comes to me in the crowd, it's my perspective is I don't care. Yeah. It's not so much of, uh, this conversation doesn't mean anything. It's just like, I'm not emotionally bonded to any of this interaction. Yeah. Like, you know, for me, like I have very specific people in my life that I invest any type of emotion into. (laughs) And (laughs) it's, there's like five of them, you being one of them. So it's kind of, um, so if, And maybe that's where it's falling apart for me, because if, if I was projecting myself into that situation, what I would want from that experience is like, again, that two lonely hearts um, intersecting and then leaving Mm. and just having that have been an experience.
1: Yeah. So here's a question for you say if you were in this similar type of situation, like just the, the whole fish out of water aspect, would I guess it's not a question. Uh, well, I, I get the impression you would be closer to the way Bob reacts in the film. Would you agree with that? Like he's kind of there, he's kind of like, yeah, I'm not in, like, the disinterested. Okay. Uh, well,
0: n- not a sp- Especially because there, there was parts about um, Bob that I just like really old like tropey things mm. about the character itself. It's I like but I, I wrote down here. Oh, Westerner struggling with Japanese shower. Much funny. It's just <laughs> like um, just weird like old tropes about like. Oh, Westerners don't know anything about Japan. Isn't this like a thing that's going on right now? And I'm just like, this is like maybe in the late '80s you could get away with this this character trope. Uh, uh, no, I didn't identify with Bob either. Mm. Okay, because like he was he was intentionally pushing away the people he was supposed to care about, and yeah, yeah, that's fair. Had. Um. No interest in the environment that he was in, mm. like especially if he's trying to escape. You figure he would try to push himself and like try to at least pretend to show interest in what was going around, instead right. of just being disrespectful disrespectful to like the Japanese people that are all standing around him, trying to like dote on him. Mm. I would say I would I would definitely identify more from that interaction with uh, Charlotte, but not her motivations. Like, I think, I think your expression, why you identify with Charlotte is probably the most accurate uh, representation of Charlotte's uh, state. Yeah. And her attitude. Um, But I'm definitely closer to Charlotte than. Yeah. Okay. Or Bob. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) So that's another thing. Like I couldn't project on the characters. Hmm. And yeah. that's, I mean, good storytelling, you shouldn't have to. But yeah. when the storytelling falls short, the next way to find enjoyment is by bringing out uh, some something or someone you can project on. Yeah. I
1: guess where it's the, let's go, it's not exactly traditional storytelling. <laughs> yes. I think is a good way to say it. Um, one thing I was thinking, because you mentioned where with um, John and Charlie going to, why do you always have to be so mean or, or sarcastic type thing? Um, it's one of those things that points to the past John that she fell in love with. that's missing mm. because I very much, because she kind of infers that he was kind of more punk rock and would have been that sarcastic guy as well. But well,
0: but given her attitude and the her wanting to hold on to the past like that, I actually put old John as being more like the asshat hipster. Mm. Who just says dick things and says like, oh, ho, aren't, aren't I funny because I so clever? Instead yeah. of uh, the punk rock, like, I don't give a crap, I'll be sarcastic because, because yeah. there's a different intention there. Mm. And this this is I think no, that where probably the could better actually. <laughs> and honestly like the only problems I have with the character of Charlotte are probably the parts that are probably um autobiographical. Autobiog- uh, <laughs> uh like the self imprint of the writer onto the character or probably yeah. the things that I don't like about it. <laughs> but again like yeah. like Scarjo's fantastic fantastic acting is totally what that character, anyway, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, oh that's fair. Hmm.
0: It's and it's it's so dumb because I want to like this movie, yeah. Um, it's and again, this is kind of like the this is almost antithetical to the position you were in with the little Hours, hmm. where there was nothing redeeming. For it for you but this one only has redeeming factors but it's still just like it doesn't click and i guess what yeah. i'm saying when i say i don't get it is like i don't get it emotionally like i'm not there for that emotional voyage experience that yeah um yeah. i guess like <laughs> yeah i guess i guess i'm not on that emotional roller coaster i'm not that this emotional to ride you know <laughs> I mean, like, I guess you know me. Like, I can be very disconnected about that sort of thing. Yeah, like it's only until late when I'm sitting here in line, being like, you know what, I kind of want kids that I've like been expressing emotion. Yeah,
1: yeah, and like I said, it's one of those things. Like, I I kind of realize that that's kind of and everything you've said about the films pretty much exi- like. Nothing you're saying is shocking me. It's all like, no, all of this makes... <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not even shitting on it's the film. Perfect. Yeah, th- well, no, yeah. Th- that, that's exactly it. And, and that's exactly <laughs> what I figured he would be. It's like, I figured, like... I just get the impression it's like, this movie is middling for you. It's not bad. It's not good. Like, it's good, but just missing that right that part... Yes, everything you're saying is exactly where I thought you were gonna be with.
0: <laughs> which is so, which is so funny during that intro, and you, are and I'm like, oh, well, that's tragic or whatever. And you're like, oh yeah, I, I thought you might say that. And I'm like, oh, oh unpredictable, Newt Spooderman. <laughs> um. <laughs> the- <laughs> um. um. I do I do yeah. I do really like how they like they expressed the various like like other culturalisms and like very unique mm. like persisting Japaneseisms like actually still having arcades and like like young adults being interested in them like Yeah. Um they even did the like the traditional um We're doing a movie in Japan with the, like, weird crosswalk, but they did it in such a way where they weren't even on it. They just, like, were passing by it. They were actually running through the cars.
1: So, fun fact about that. Mm. They didn't have permission to shoot there. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that makes a whole lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah, apparently there was a bunch of places, like, they just didn't have permission to, like, well, we're all getting arrested. <laughs> it's just
0: like if if I were to take like kind of the old school. Who isn't it funny that a westerner can't adapt to like Japanese cultural things or like Japanese showers? Or I th- I think that the way that they expressed experiencing Japan is probably closer to. A regular person would actually experience it at. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, oh, you check out like a Japanese lounge, you go to a cultural site, you know, you spend way too much time but not enough time in your hotel. Like that is an actual trip. Actually, seemed expressed well. It was almost like I wouldn't be surprised if this was written. Um, if she wrote this by like going to Japan for a few days, and then this was actually structured similar to some of the stuff that she was doing. With. Yeah. Is it going to do that? You're like, when you arrive in a place, tired or jet lagged or something. So you're like hotel restaurant or, you know, or, or hotel lounge. And you can that, and you're bored for the first 24 hours. Cause you're
1: yeah
0: start experiencing it through that.
1: Yeah. I wonder how much she did. So I know that she, I know that she storyboarded the, the film through pictures so so she did go there and basically take pictures of how she wanted the shots to look so it, like, it does actually sound brushed aside or over
0: and busted out the crayons
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that is a, that's, that's a very dickish way of saying yeah. the movie was actually very simple in that aspect <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah Um, no it's but but i mean it's true it's fair it it was simple in that aspect well it was supposed to be
0: emotionally complex, right like i'll give it that yeah 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 so i just i just keep coming back to the thing like the stuff that i think it did well did it's like to the point where i can't even give it an arbitrary rating i can't say and cats or two two out of five blue hearts
1: yeah I get the feeling you would rate this like you could, I could see you almost struggling with writing this, like some film that may not may or may not be mentioned at some point. (laughs) Maybe, but for completely different reasons. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, the the film that shall not be named is revolutionary. Like in so many ways, I just really don't like. Mostly because it's just, long. yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like Ghost on the Shell. There's just so much talking. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Like, I, I, I... No, yeah, I just mean that complexity in trying to figure out how to write it. Not, obviously, for different reasons. Be crazy yeah. if it for the same reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this... No, I just, like...
0: I can't express it. Yeah. Because of the lack of emotional connection. i just, like... That was a film. Yeah. I neither liked nor disliked it. Yeah, um, no, that and that is, doesn't mean it's a fifty percent. Yeah, it, that means it just can't be rated. Yeah.
1: Well, how many blue hearts would you give it? <laughs> well, I was gonna say that I would spend, um, I'd probably spend five and a half days out of the week with the film.
0: Ah. Uh. Uh, it, it, it's. I you know what I thought I would have thought you would have went X.
1: You calling attention to some of the plot no. details? Guys, <laughs> <It's> unfortunately, <laughs> knocked it down just a little bit. <laughs> just that, just that half day. You know, just just that day that I'm jet lagged. <laughs> <laughs> that part of the day I'm jet lagged. <laughs> and that's the
0: worst part of every trip, right? You gotta yeah. get rid of that part. <laughs> yeah. Um, Put this on the must-watch yes uh straight up saying like i neither like nor dislike this movie and people will be like what are you talking about shut up drew and i'd be like uh not everything's about me just most things the world revolves around <laughs> me. The,
1: the, 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 i think the big thing like and you've expressed this very well even though the movie didn't do it for you it, it's very clear that you appreciate what it's doing mm. Right. So, like, I mean, we've all seen movies like that, like where there's movies that absolutely has to be on a must watch list. Never going to watch it again. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, when they make make a movie that has
0: a emotional framework where the character is disinterested doesn't care about what's going on and gets frustrated easily it's generally about a serial killer so <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying i'm a serial killer <laughs> i'm just saying that my emotional um phenotype is not expressed <laughs> well in movies
1: yeah <laughs> you're not a 17-year-old girl <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, no, that's that's completely fair. Um. <laughs> um. Here's a a question. And um, have you seen her? Her? No. Okay. Well, then never mind. <laughs> Here, I I heard it was really good. Yeah, it's actually when I was contemplating after watching this, students like I should put that on the list because again, it's very much. Scarjo being amazing, they're just amazing. Yeah, she's in it. It's she's a computer voice. That one, yeah, yeah. It's it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I think it's it's kind of got that under this a similar understated thing. But it... from what I remember, I think there's a bit more of a plot structure around it. It'd be interesting to see. I was going to ask if you'd seen it and how. It compares if that made a difference, but well, clearly I can't ask that question.
0: (laughs) You know me, all I watch is terrible, (laughs) horrid Reality television. (laughs) It's
1: (laughs) Booterman. Um here's another interesting aspect, just, just thinking about like the film direction and such of the movie. Because it's Sophia. Capola, who did it. I wonder if there's an aspect of making the film for some filmmakers as well. Mm. I mean, look at her family.
0: I mean, I'm I'm just saying I agree Nicolas Cage would have been better
1: off. <laughs> he's my Apparently favorite coppola. <laughs> Apparently, she wouldn't do it if um Bill Murray wasn't in. I'm telling you when a comedian
0: does a serious role is mm-hmm. always the best thing. Like, was it, uh, number 23? Mm-hmm. With, uh, yeah. Gary? yeah. Gary. Yeah. Gary. The one where
1: Robin Williams is. Um, one hour photo. Um, Just like the one that really gets me for that. And this is important because I absolutely hate Will Ferrell. <laughs> will ferrell films um is um stranger than fiction i haven't seen that wait what if hear me out
0: will ferrell spooderman <laughs> <Spuderman, Spuderman. laughs> does
1: whatever a spooder could <laughs>
0: no that's it's a terrible movie it's a terrible idea, and it's a terrible joke um, well, I mean some of it when you get someone who is more of a like a fish out of water actor kind of going into a comedic role, it doesn't end that well mm-hmm. um a good A good example of that is the art of self defense like Eisenberg it's supposed to be a black comedy but it's Eisenberg who's not funny in any aspects yeah. just mm. awkward yeah. it's it doesn't it doesn't go the other way whereas we know that most comedians like there is definitely a darkness to them yeah so well, I, I, their ability ability to express especially
1: especially in thrill Oof. yeah you you know why I think that works because like I'm thinking of another obvious comedian in a in a pretty dark dramatic movie. Mm. Um, Marlon Wayans in Requiem.
0: Yes,
1: And I think that this is the
0: that was the first time we kind of talked about this aspect. Yeah, Wayans yeah. was the perfect role uh, for that in Requiem, and I wouldn't. want
1: Yeah. And I think comedy, you know, both comedy and horror, even though they're kind of the, they're seen as the lesser genres as well, right? It's a popcorn flick or, oh, you're just going for the, the, the cheap scares or whatever. And I don't think, I think this is why comedians can work so well in dramatic roles, I and mean, I guess Bruce Willis in *The Sixth Sense* technically falls under that too. Even though most people forget he was a comedian until, until uh, you know, since *Die Hard*. Um, it's there's a different level for having to hit the emotional beats right mm. when you're in comedy or horror, because if you're Timing is off. If you're not actually in the scene, committed to it in the same way, you're going to it's gonna fall flat. Unless we're looking at something like jackass, where it's just meant to be that dumb, dumb comedy. The second you get into any type of comedy horror that's actually trying for it, um, it's going to lend itself to the dramatic roles. And I think one of the big issues that happens with that, why we don't see it near as much, is People get typecast. Again, I know we talked about this with, with Die Hard. They were afraid to put Bruce Willis on the poster because they knew everyone would see him as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Right? And until you break that role, you're you're kind of stuck there. Well, no. and well, the
0: thing like people forget about comedy, like you always need you need that straight man too. Mm-hmm. Um especially in absurdist comedy.
1: Mm-hmm
0: because the, the humor is in the juxtaposition of the absurd and the seemingly, like, super normal. So, yeah.
1: I think comedy is a whole lot more grounded than people actually give it credit for. Oh, completely. That, that, that's, that's exactly where I'm trying to go with that. Um, and again, I think horror as well. Like They, they really are, because if you don't have those aspects and know how to play off them properly, you get scary movie. I mean, like we were discussing scary
0: movie before we started yeah. today. It's like scary movie is also something where you you try to make a parody of a parody, and it's like I don't like any of those. No, yeah, it's over the top, and it's like see something, stop and stare at the camera for thirty seconds for laughter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still better than Big Bang
1: Theory, but. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a difference between like Big Bang Theory or like Scrubs and Community <laughs> in the way they do their comedy. I mean, yeah, I guess I've seen, you know, several people from those go and do dramatic stuff as well. It's Alison Brie, for example. Um, and yeah, there, there's definitely something there, and I think it helps you know, helps bring the emotion to the story, mm-hmm. even though it's not what you'd expect to see at all. I guess with that, I think we've
0: talked about all the talkable things. I hope, hope you got to express everything you wanted to about the film, because I didn't didn't poop on the film. But I feel like this was very Drew oriented (laughs) today. I mean, most people are Drew oriented, but you you need to have your time to shine too. With that, this has been Beardy and the Beast Media Club Join us at the next media club where we discuss the film Odyssey, or The Man from Nowhere As always, if you like what we do like, subscribe, or just join the conversation in the comments or at our Discord Have a good one